0: Welcome to The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. Conversations about gender identity are happening in homes and hospitals, therapy offices, and classrooms. This podcast invites you to bear witness to how gender identity impacts children and families. All of the testimonies that you will hear have been anonymously shared with Partners for Ethical Care. These stories have been shared by individuals who have agreed to have their experiences published in order to bring awareness and to document what is happening. We invite you to listen and bear witness.
1: Shortly after sexual assault, female teen girl identifies as a boy. The story I am about to tell you is still evolving. It began in the year 2019. It is a story of struggle, but also one of hope. I pray that our stories make change. In the summer of 2019, my daughter had been joyously homeschooled for four years. She excelled. She was happy, social, and outgoing. She expressed herself through her art and inspired her friends. That summer, though, she made a decision that I would later regret submitting to. She decided to go to middle school. The school year 2019-2020 started off like any other school year. Her grandparents bought her an iPhone, so she could stay in contact and fit in with the other kids. Another regrettable mistake on my part. She excelled in her academics, an honor roll student. She made friends, mostly kids like her, who were purely their quirky selves. This was except for the two that were identifying as trans boys. One came to her 13th birthday party. The child was quiet, slouched, and seemed truly depressed, even at a party. I was worried for this child. Fast forward to March 2020, and I was relieved to have my baby girl home with me again. As soon as the schools closed due to the pandemic, we submitted our letter of intent to homeschool again. There was no way that we were going to attempt the chaos that was virtual schooling. We jumped back into the homeschool community immediately, Within a few weeks of the shutdown, we were organizing meetups. These kids needed their social time. Meanwhile, she kept contact with her schooled friends as well. In May, my daughter asked if we could meet up with a girl she met in camp, who lived about an hour away. They had been chatting and started up what I thought was an innocent little romance. Little did I know that this girl, who was just a few months older than my daughter, was much more experienced. I thought it was just kids being kids. There was a sleepover at this girl's house at the end of May. After that is when everything changed. My daughter told all her friends to call her a boy's name. Her once creative fashion turned into boring boys in men's clothes. She became despondent. Her activity online over the next month or so increased. I had thought I had her on tech lockdown, but I am sad to say she found ways to get around it. By the time I realized fully the impact of what was going on, it was in full swing. I didn't know what had happened at the sleepover. I spent a lot of time going over the next few months working with my daughter to understand what was going on. She had been coached by the internet trans activist to tell me she would kill herself if I didn't accept her identity. Now this is a huge issue that needs to be dealt with. We need to go online, as young people like they do, to lure pedophiles out and see what these people are saying. Luckily, I have some mental health background and know how to assess these types of situations. Eight months later, when I found out that at that sleepover, this girl had pushed herself on my daughter sexually, I was furious. Non-consensual oral sexual assault. This girl is nearly twice my daughter's size. I was angry at this girl. But all I can think now is, is where did a 13-year-old learn to do this? I pray it was from the internet and not from abuse. But neither is okay. I now am learning that oral sex is taught about in school sex ed classes. Now, here's the big issue. I cannot get a licensed therapist in my state for my daughter that will not affirm her as a boy they will lose their license. It is considered conversion therapy in my state and is illegal. She's on a six-week waiting list for an out-of-state therapist who does not take our insurance. We also have other resources in place. We are lucky to have these resources and the funds to provide these things. My daughter is beginning to come around and be more comfortable in her body as she processes her trauma. That is what these kids need. Therapy to process trauma and other triggers. They have this backwards. Transition is conversion therapy. It is telling these young girls, it's not okay to be a lesbian. It's not okay to be a gender nonconforming woman or a tomboy. We are sacrificing the many to protect the few transitioned kids who may be bullied. It's the classic trolley problem, and right now the trolley is headed for our children. Let's switch the tracks.
0: Social worker helps girl raise money on GoFundMe for testosterone. Two female friends also transition. We have been estranged from our daughter for over three years now. Our story began in the fall of 2016, when my daughter declared that she was transgender. She had just had her senior pictures taken for her high school yearbook, for which she wore a short red dress, jewelry, and makeup. She had never shown signs of gender confusion, so this new identification took me completely by surprise. The terminology that she used indicated that she must have learned this on the internet. I knew this was serious, so my husband and I immediately sought the help of a therapist who specialized in LGBT teens. This turned out to be a huge mistake, as the therapist just affirmed her male identity validating her belief that she was born in the wrong body. She soon gave away her beautiful clothes and push-up bras, purchased boy clothing and a binder, stopped wearing makeup and perfume, and cut her hair extremely short. She passed as a boy. Once, while we were eating dinner at a restaurant, the waiter referred to her as Sir. My sons looked at me as if wondering why I hadn't corrected him. I was too stunned by his mistake but also at the look of satisfaction on my daughter's face. When she went to college, we found out that she had arranged a room with another gender non-conforming girl. She spent a lot of time in the safe zone where she was surrounded by members of the LGBT community. Before her first semester ended she was insisting on taking testosterone. We knew that we couldn't stop her because she was 18, but we tried to buy time by requiring that she wait until she graduated from college before taking any hormones. She wouldn't agree to waiting, so we withheld her tuition payment. With help and encouragement from a former friend of mine who was a social worker, She set up a GoFundMe to raise money for her tuition and medical expenses, claiming that he had been kicked out by his parents because he was transgender. It went viral overnight, raising over $13,000. Donations flooded in from her middle school and high school friends, her guidance counselor, teachers, and several anonymous donors. She became a celebrity on campus, was interviewed by her school newspaper, and even a local TV station. No one ever called us to verify her story. My previously level-headed daughter chose to leave our family, including her three younger brothers, to follow this transgender cult just before Christmas 2017. She started taking testosterone a few weeks later, and within six months, her voice had dropped and she had grown a full beard. We would never hear that sweet little voice of hers again. I was devastated. Eventually, she had to drop out of college and get a full-time job to pay for her living expenses and hormones, which she got from Planned Parenthood. She cut off all communication with us, deleting her email account and blocking us, including her brothers, on all social media. Last summer, despite the pandemic, she quit her job and moved across the country, setting up another GoFundMe for top surgery. Sadly, she had her breasts amputated. Just before Thanksgiving, Over the past four years, I have spent countless hours researching the transgender epidemic that is consuming the lives of so many adolescents and young adults, especially girls. My daughter is one of three girls from her small private high school who have had their healthy breasts removed. This is clearly a social contagion and in an effort to build awareness of the dangers, I have talked with school administrators, college deans, journalists, medical professionals, therapists, politicians, and even my priest. None of these people truly understood the frustration that I felt. After being told repeatedly how to accept my transgender child, I finally found the right support network among gender-critical parents in an organization called Parents of ROGD Kids. As parents, we feel completely helpless in the fight to save our children from this evil monster that lurks on the internet. The destruction that this epidemic causes affects the entire family. Siblings, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins. Society has normalized the transgender narrative. Schools and the media have promoted it, And our politicians are passing laws that will pave the way for the mass sterilization and mutilization of an entire generation. Most egregiously, the medical community is making a killing off of our vulnerable children who become lifelong medical experiments. And they need to be stopped. Stopped. Despite the anxiety, grief, and sorrow that I feel as a mother who has essentially lost her only daughter, I have found strength in fighting this transgender movement. We have to speak up and let our voices be heard. If we don't, who will? This has been The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. The Witness podcast shares these stories to give voice to individuals who cannot share their stories publicly due to the possibility of losing their jobs, their friends, and their children. All stories are confidential and anonymous. You can share your story, too. Go to partnersforethicalcare.com and click the Share Your Story button. We welcome your story, your time, and your donation to support this important work. Partners for Ethical Care is a nonprofit organization made up of individual volunteers from across the globe focused on one mission—to raise awareness and support efforts to stop the unethical treatment of children by schools, hospitals, and mental and medical health care providers under the duplicitous banner of gender identity affirmation. We believe that no child is born in the wrong body. Thank you for listening. And bearing witness.